Talk about cranks. What kind of cranks? Are we talking about crank acres or? Or grouches. Or Christmas at the cranks? K-R-A-N-K-S. You I ever see. seen that movie? Yeah, it's not very good. I'm sorry, Sean. Did you see the uh, Saturday Night Live sketch? The grouch? No, but I heard about it. I heard about it this like two di- two days ago. I watched it. it I watched it finally today. I was like, "This is hilarious." That's the so for what what we're referencing is a Saturday Night Live skit that is Oscar the Grouch, but done in the style of Joker. Yes. Um, and that's kind of like one of those things where, as I was watching Joker, I kind of was like, within a week, there's going to be a, an SNL sketch, and I of was just curious to which way they went. And I think. Oscar the Grouch is pretty brilliant. perfect. Yeah. I think it's a very, very smart way they went. Yeah. I love how they also had every other Sesame Street person in there, too. Really? Snuffleupagus was a pimp. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, either. That makes sense. That's good casting. I buy a- it. Or Big Bird would have been a good pimp. I would, Big uh, Bird was something else. I think I think uh, Big Bird might have been a stripper. If Snuffleupagus would have okay. been... Voiced by returning Tracy Morgan, that would have been. <laughs> he was voiced. He was uh, voiced by uh, Keenan Thompson. That's also. Or he wasn't voiced, but he was acted. That's like, almost as good. The, that's, yeah. The coat <laughs> was like Snuffleupagus shade. Okay, sure, fair enough. F- I see it. That feather. makes sense. That's why it was. The Everything pimp. was like live cast, you know, live people, but you know. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So kind of like the Cats movie. Yes, kind oh, of. Oh God, okay. have you seen the trailer for that? Yeah, that's why I referenced it. It looks atrocious. And it's just funny because I saw yeah. the poster at that theater we were at. Yeah. This, and this will also turn so many people into bestiality or furries. I'm sure this is that for you. Yeah, I shit you not. This is going to be looked at in 20 or 30 years. You be think like, this That's movie? the movie where we started gaining recognition as they talk amongst themselves and it starts to get bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. I don't think so, man. I, I think, think this is it's, a turning point. it's so awful like and not good. Maybe I'm wrong. I guarantee you on Twitter, the day Cats comes out, there are going to be so many embarrassing photos on well, Twitter of so people many, in their theaters. I've already like seen like furries. before some some people saying that they have like Idris Elba's in that movie, right? Yeah. In and, game Judy Dench. Yeah. And like I've already seen awful. I've already seen so many uh, like women posts of like I'm weirdly turned on by Idris Elba in this movie. I'm like, what the weird i'd say of any of the female cats in that movie none of them remotely moved the richter scale for me who's the main it's uh it's a new actress it's an it's an up-and-comer yeah because i I saw behind the scenes okay uh because this is being touted in the same way what les mis was because it's the same there's no way gonna be anywhere close to les mis and i thought this was a made for tv movie are they actually doing a theater this is a theatrical run yeah this is theatrical this is a huge, huge yeah. budget movie. Like, really? The, this yeah. is over two hundred. Awful. This is like close to two. No, this, that's like way too high. It's like over a yeah. hundred million. That's that's sad. It's it's a big budget one. Boys, what's up? Welcome to Brooks-tober, week three. Indeed. Yeah, we in this shit. We are almost done with it. We are, and you know what? Rip the bandaid off. It's. It's been an enjoyable one because you picked the, the majority part. of the movies for the most part, Mister Brooks. Was a downturn, but not the worst we sat through on Halloween, I feel. No. Yeah. Yeah. It angered me more because of how middling it was, sure. but it was no way the worst movie we've seen because we did watch American Werewolf in Paris. This week, we maybe have the <laughs> most or second most prestigious movie we've covered on a Halloween episode. 
Interesting huh? that you phrase it that way. Well, because we also did American Werewolf in London, which is highly oh, touted see. and very well regarded critically and commercially, and as well as John Carpenter's The Thing, which, which is, is also, also I would say, yeah, if if that's the the bar, that's up there. So this would be our third, then. Yeah, which, this is no, this is a solid number three for yeah. uh, Brookstober. It's yeah. a good choice. I was very very pleased with it. I have not seen this movie since I was a kid. Really? Uh huh. That's surprising to me. Well, it's. I had no reason to, really. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those that, like, you'd seen it, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I just had never... There's tons it's of kind other of, things. It's kind of one of those movies that you forget about for a little bit, but then you rewatch it, and it's like, man, this was a great movie. Why haven't I watched this again? This is also... It's one of those Fair. movies that, like, I feel I didn't need to watch because... Unlike The Thing and American Werewolf in London... I feel this movie is so centered in the American zeitgeist that, like, mm-hmm. it is still referenced in things today. Like, yeah, there is an episode of American Dad that revolves all around the plot of this movie that, mm-hmm. you know, American yeah. Dad is at this point still old. But it's only like six years ago that mm-hmm. that episode came out. So yeah. uh, I believe the tagline for this movie was ranked as the 63rd greatest movie quote of all time. The they're here. Yeah. So. The 63rd greatest of all and like, time. What's I think the in, number one I, I didn't look. Oh. So. Damn. I, I thought, coming with that specific number, I thought you might have the rankings a little bit more than. I don't know. What do you think the number one should be? Let's let's talk about this for our opening topic, right. and then we'll find out what number one is. I don't know, but pretty high is alien. In space, no one can hear you scream. Okay, well, are we talking taglines or quotes? Yeah, I think... Is it, all right, quotes from movies? Because it's both in Poltergeist, but I think they mean, like, quotes from the movie. Okay, so not the the The, tagline on a poster. Correct. Oh, okay. So Poltergeist is one of the rare ones where, like, it served both functions. But Aliens is a pretty good tagline. I will give you that. Yeah, for movie poster, but now that's not movie poster. Like, the number one most iconic quote. (sighs) You know, I would have to say... If it's not number one, it's definitely up there. And that would be mm, I got Arnold Schwarzenegger's I'll Be Back. Yeah, okay. that's what I thought. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like, such a popular... It's so popular. And like, it's, it's like, it's Arnold's tagline. It's it's a it's a dad movie. Like, my all the moms I knew like this movie. Like, yeah. This is like the four-quadrant action movie of the 90s. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's going to be a very, very high quote. If not, it might be something from like Home Alone or something like that. That's like I, under the radar, but like it's a movie everybody's fucking seen and knows. Or Christmas Story, one of those maybe. that you might not think is like the big. So which big one are you thing. going with? You'll shoot your one. eye out, Ralphie. That's what you go with. Is the number one most iconic? <sighs> See, because I've got I, mine. I think it might be up there. Yeah, I think mine is gonna be. You talking to me? Shit, that's a, that's you, a good you one. You talking too. to me? That's you you yeah, talking right. to me? Robert De Niro, Taxi yeah. Driver in the Mirror. That's okay. That's one of those that like. That's also also another good good example of why that's also a good one is because um, WrestleMania twenty two, I think, or twenty three. I can't remember which one it was, or maybe twenty, where they do Hollywood riffs, oh. and that was uh, one that they <clears throat> did. Well, that's just another one that's like to me so ingrained in the cultural oh, yeah. zeitgeist that like. Everything has a, a segment where it's like, you talking to me? Like, you still True. see that in movies today when somebody's looking in a mirror. It's so, like, it's just part of what 
Oh, people do. Yeah, uh, I'll go Lethal Weapon. I'm getting too old for this shit. Oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> that's that right? a really I think good this one. This is the line we have to get on. It, it's that level of thinking. It's something that is constantly referenced in all of the culture that's followed it, right? Or like Back to the Future. Like, what's a what's one of the big lines from Back to the Future? I'm sure there's one that's referenced. I mean, there's always the chicken line. <laughs> Who you what? calling chicken? What are you? Yellow? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, damn. Uh, oh wait. Um, yeah. Actually, I think I might be the closest. I didn't win. Oh shit! But mine is the closest to number one. All right, go. Let's hear. Let's hear. So mine is the one that I said is number ten. Looking through here. Damn. We'll just do top ten since I, that was number ten. Okay. Okay. So number nine is. I don't even know this. Fasten your seatbelts. It's gonna be a bumpy night. And that's from All About Eve from 1950. I don't know if that holds up because I don't know that fucking quote. I don't know, but that quote has been riffed on a million it times. Like, been. buckle up. It's going to be a long night or whatever. Like, there's been the, so many the variations. Tech, the, on uh, it. Like, uh, there was uh, another movie I've seen. It's going to be a bumpy ride or something like that. Yeah. And my favorite thing to say when I'm in the car is uh, hold on to your butts, which is from <laughs> Jurassic Park. Right. Samuel L. Jackson. Or. Kong Skull Island. Oh, yeah. He does, say does that riff too. it there. Uh, he so riffs his own quote. Number eight. <laughs> can't argue with this one. May the force be with you. I thought Star Wars might be up there or Indiana yeah. Jones. Yep. Or Jaws. We're going to need a bigger boat. But wow. that should have been it. That's that the been one I picked. I, th- I think I have a rough idea of what it might be now. Interesting. Because okay. I'm going up, because of going off of classic older movies. I wasn't thinking that far yeah. back. Number seven. Number seven is... All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Sunset Boulevard. 1950, again. Yep. So these are a little old. These are yeah. those iconics, yep. so. Yep. It's uh, going to be fucking ooh. from Hitchcock, I bet. Six is, uh, go ahead, make, make my, my day. day. Sudden Impact. Oh. Which, that is a Dirty, dirty Harry. Okay. Sudden it Impact is, is Dirty, dirty Harry. But it was I before I they just started making Dirty right. Harrys. Yeah. I'll be honest, I have a lack of Clint. Eastwood knowledge back when he was good. I've only seen it. Director or author. 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 Here's number five, which is, here's looking at you, kid. Mm -hmm. Casablanca, 1942. Yep. Four. This one I can't argue with either. Toto, I've got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Mm -hmm. Wizard of Oz, pretty goddamn iconic. Yep, that makes sense too. All right, we're into the top three gentlemen here. Anybody want to take a new guess at number one? Brooks, you maybe have an idea. I think I think I uh, have a rough idea, and it is probably from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> frankly, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Is the number one yeah. movie quote of all time. Makes I quoted sense. the mask version. <clears throat> number two is. Let me see if I can get this right. I'm going to make an offer. Can't refuse. That's I number two. Godfather might be up there, but honestly, I couldn't think of the fucking line. <laughs> And uh, three, also, Marlon Brando, you don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a (laughs) bum, which is all I am. On the Waterfront, 1954. All those pretty good top tens. I mean, Brando could also have taken it with Streetcar, with the Stella. Stella! Because that's pretty out there, too. Let me see where... uh, Goddamn, Arnold is not showing up here yet. 
Because, I don't know, this is probably by a bunch of cinema buffs. They don't mm-hmm. consider uh But they got fucking Commando. Show Me the Money by Jerry Maguire at 25. That's because, for some reason... That was everywhere. Who's that fucking director? That director who did We Bought a Zoo. I don't know. Cameron. That... Cameron Crowe. Oh. Because, for some reason, Hollywood has a boner for Cameron Crowe, even he, though he makes, like, average Middling, movies yeah. at best. Like, never anything better. Was it the... We bought a zoo, Mark Wahlberg. Nope, Matt Damon. Matt Damon Damon and Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. That's right. 35 is where Jaws shows up. Fucking really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, 37, Terminator. I'll be back. Damn. All right. So there you go. Still top 50. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. And still is... Oh, Brando's 45 with Stella. Aha. (laughs) There he is. Still in the top 50. He'll be up there somewhere. And then I think, let me make sure, 63. wonder if he's the one that has oh. the most quotes on there, though. That'd be, a, that'd be interesting, because right now he's up he's up there with, like, three. I don't know. I guess. If, <laughs> I guess. It's hard. It's, it's all subjective, because I'm, like, thinking, what would be my 50 quotes? And it's just, like, all Arrested Development, all the oh. sunny quotes. Like, <laughs> I, I can't say, think of anything that's not Charlie Day in my head. Mine's a lot of Arnold. Is it? You want ugly, motherfucker. I honestly yeah. don't know many Arnold quotes Hostile outside of Batman baby. and Robin. Oh, all the ice puns? Yes. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> what happened to the dinosaurs? The ice edge! Ice to see you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Don't go anywhere, Batman. Freeze. <laughs> it's great. Every, every line has an ice pun. I think... In that movie. I think he only has 25 lines, and he had not only top billing yeah. above fucking Batman, he but also, way, way more money. He also had enough pull to put in his favorite co-star in a lot of his movies, Who Jesse it? the Body Ventura. Is also in that? He's one of the guards. I did not oh, know that. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Are they best buds from Predator? Oh, they're best buds but even from, before in that, general. Yeah. Just from like weightlifting and bodybuilding? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. There's a great joke or a great prank Arnold played on Jesse the Body on the it set was of the Predator. Other, it, was, it was the other way around. No, it wasn't. Was it? Was it, it not? Was, okay. It, so Arnold told the wardrobe to, when they measured Jesse to tell him that his biceps were bigger than Arnold. So that Jesse would be all hopped up, and then he'd come brag about it, and then Arnold was like, nah, I told him to tell you that mines are way bigger. <laughs> Which makes sense. Arnold's fucking arms were huge in that movie. Yeah. So, a the prank, body mass so load in that movie. Another, another thing that happened during that movie is um, Jesse would actually show up to, a, to a, the gym that they both worked out at, and he'd soak himself before he'd go out, and he'd act like he's just like finished doing a set and when Arnold walks in. Like he'd been there so, already. So he was like all sweaty? Yeah. Okay. Like that he, makes sense. So yeah. it's like, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, man, great movie quotes. You could just open it. Fuck it. Who cares? I could have. Yeah. I could have. I, mean, I was trying to be a little stealthy. Yeah. Don't just worry. Just a little bit. I mean, if Nerdy Thursday can pull this off, we can do it even better. Yeah. And fuck those guys, right? <laughs> I've said none of this. The views of Experience Grind do not re- expressly direct the views of Ryan. Oh, they know that it's Here all to love. wither within yeah, from they're my their favorite boys. to do. I love both those gentlemen. XXC. Except that they both love Child's Play. Is that like butt play, but with kids? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
Not editing that one out. Nope. <laughs> I'm just take, asking. I'm someone, curious. I'm someone, asking for a friend. Someone made a list somewhere. <laughs> FBI, open up, motherfucker. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. me. <laughs> uh, That's all that I care about. I don't want to get into this movie just yet. Well, maybe I do. I don't know how long. We might talk about this for a bit. We'll we, see. We Ryan. can riff. We can riff. Brian, I want to know. We can riff, Brian. As has been established outside of Mr. Brooks and the game. So yes. two of these movies were your choice this year. Yes. And you picked Final Destination and... Poltergeist. The original, right? We did all watch yes. the 1982 version. Craig okay. T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Be in it. Yes. Well, Thank yeah. fucking yeah. God. Why this movie, Ryan? Uh, because we did a year with the Thing remake and an American Werewolf in Paris, and it deflated me. <laughs> sure, because before we'd done American Werewolf and the Thing, the originals, and then I was like, uh-huh. "Hey, let's do uh, let's do the fucking sequels to both those." It deflated me, but ever since that year, I was like, "Well, what what kind of what are my like top shelf movies? What are my top shelf Halloween movies in case it ever comes to me?" So I kind of had a list. So when I was given this, I already had like five or six movies to choose from. It was just kind of whittling down what I wanted. But Poltergeist specifically means a lot to me growing up. Uh, it, it was PG. So I got to see it way younger than I should. And this is one of those PGs that was really not a PG. This was pre-PG-13. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And they was. did have an R and Steven Spielberg himself. Person. We're going to talk about Spielberg a lot in this movie, by the way. Yeah. I think you have to, which uh, is also very interesting. Him and Toby Hooper. And so their we'll stuff. get into that probably before we actually get into the movie. We'll talk yeah. about all of that. Uh, but yeah, so Spielberg himself personally uh, came to the rating agency and was mm-hmm. like, hey, man, can't give me an R here. So just on that alone, and I guess some slight modifications, yeah. they pushed it to a PG, Yeah, which is wild. And this is also one of those things that Jaws is also PG, and it's it one did, where it's like they, they did not really get reevaluated PG. after another, PG thirteen another was established. One another one that mm-hmm. uh, is still, still to this day, I think rated PG. Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, and Temple of Doom. Nice fucking model. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes. Oh yeah. Didn't say it though because I know that it was on be, the list. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be most iconic, but it's one of my personals. <laughs> yes, uh, as well. But yeah, the, all these weird eras before PG-13, and it's so mm-hmm. weird that, like, that's set in stone. Like, Beetlejuice should yeah. be PG-13. Totally. Josh should be PG-13, well, but... I honestly, I think the PG-13 is a needless fucking bump. And in all honesty, <laughs> like, we have general audience, and then parental guidance, advise, and then restricted. And I, that's all you really need. This PG to PG-13 is a stupid, like, light gray... In dark gray, it's a and then a white and black. You know, it's, it's it's just it's a fucking shade off. It seems like a Disney thing. Kind of like the, I do think it was like more the, of a Spielberg thing. I think he it? eventually pushed to get this, and that would make sense with yeah. Amblin yeah. being like his kind of uh, Amblin baby. and DreamWorks. DreamWorks, yeah, and they are like some of the few companies still pushing out PG movies on the regular. Mm-hmm. I think probably for that very reason. It's a stupid marketing thing. Yeah. There's there's no reason for it. So well, I think we should have general PG and R, and that's really all you need. And NC-17. What's up, showgirls? Uh, NC-17, I don't... I, I don't... I've seen there two... There should not be an NC-17. I honestly believe in R-rated movie, a kid should not be at the fucking theater. No, absolutely not. Even if their parent 
with them and whatever doesn't, doesn't matter. matter don't bring them to the fucking theater because even if your dad thinks it's fucking cool to bring you to 300 i don't want to watch that fucking movie i can't with tell f- you two five-year-olds to, right all, there. to all the parents that brought their kids to watch fucking deadpool yeah. Joker just fucking recently. I saw somebody bring a seven year old to fucking Joker. I can't tell you how many times when I worked at the theater, like young kids would come in for R rated movies and I'd be like, I can't sell you this ticket. So they'd go out. Yeah. Their parent would come in all pissed off at me, buy the ticket for them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I mean, what, yeah. what the fuck? Okay. Here you go, shitty parent. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So honestly, I just think there should be harder rules. R means restricted, whatever. It should be the same thing with there fucking video games, too. There's that's a reason that shade. goddamn game is rated M. You yes. should not be fucking playing it, you shitbird. Yep. Yeah. That's, the AO is a bullshit rating, too. It should yeah. just be an M. Kids shouldn't be playing it. It's M. If you don't like the content or you find it objectionable, there are 50,000 other fucking games to play. Absolutely. Other All, All the parents are getting angry at Grand Theft Auto. Why it's M, you fucktard! Yeah. Why it's, is your 12-year-old playing M. it? And I'll what? go furthermore, I guarantee you the shit you see in Grand Theft Auto is nowhere near the shit your kid's watching on fucking YouTube oh, but or no, anywhere see, Ryan, fucking else they're streaming. They're in control of it, so that influences mm. them. Don't Not you when see? they go to their friend's house like I, I did and saw all the titties in the world. You know, it's I Show got around it. it. Titties. You remember the not, first pair of cartoon titties you saw? Not when you're more uh, tech-savvy than your parents. That's true, too, and that is most of Which the... Which is where I have the advantage, bitches. Yeah, you are, like, one of the few parents who probably, yeah, oh, is you, the head of the group. Yeah, your kids have bit. no fucking chance. They have no chance, <laughs> no to, chance get, to circumvent me. <laughs> that is the thing, too. Like, if I have kids, I'm, I'm like, nah, dog, I know what you're doing. Or, if they do get around you, that means they're doing some genius-level shit. They're so gonna have a job. job yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, they're also gonna have a good like, job hey, when they get out. It's like, hey, uh-huh. I'm putting you in this box. If you can get <laughs> out of it fine mm-hmm. I, I, more power to you you I, earned I, it you earned it <laughs> i mean i you know i think we all grew up seeing a lot of things we shouldn't have mm-hmm. at yeah. earlier ages but Agreed. i'm still at this, like you should not be doing that for kids man like mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think one of the things that if you uh, are why the fuck do we have ratings then one of the things that we do as yeah. adults now is that and it's something that i especially do is well, I try to raise my kid better than I ra- I was raised. Sure, and that's you know that's, that's just kind of that's just kind of learning. Yeah, you know my parents. It was a different era, different time. Now we've got all this other bullshit going on. It's just like all right, different I'm teaching problems. my kids. Yeah, Modern different problems. problems. You know, so you know, teach my kids how to function in society today. Teach your kids all mm. about Reaganomics. Reaganomics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that threw me off. <laughs> That, that I could only be the know that from Robot though. Chicken. Yeah, it's the Ninja Turtles yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay, there you go. Reaganomics is terrible. Don't ever achieve, adhere to it. Nope. We're not going to talk politics. That's also, that's, that's <laughs> also the war on drugs. Real quick there. Well, Oof. Uh, Oof. All right, boys. Let's get into the, some of this fucking Steven Spielberg, Toby Hooper. Controversy. <laughs> So, what is the controversy to lay it out first? So, this movie is directed by Toby Hooper, famous for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Life Force. Well, at this point, he was famous for Texas Chainsaw. Life Force is underrated. It's great. But there's a general consensus, and it's (laughs) primarily pushed by uh, the little old lady in this movie, Zelda something... That uh, Toby Hooper didn't do anything. Callan. He, he was a drug-riddled f- buffoon. 
And Steven Spielberg set up the shots, set up a lot of things. And here's the thing. Watching it this time, knowing that going in, you can see a lot of Spielberg in this movie. Yeah, you can. There are a lot of camera moves that are super so Spielberg. So many Spielberg camera shots. Yes. Yep. There's I, this one mm-hmm. spot where, like, they're on the bed, and we come out, and we pull back, and then we zoom back into the... T- That's so yeah. fucking Spielberg. That is not Toby Hooper. Yep. I don't fucking care. So It's, it's one where, <laughs> I when I rediscovered it in college, I swore it was a Spielberg film. And then when I saw Toby Hooper, I was like, what? No. Yeah. And then I saw the same things you're talking about, like... But come on, like so, that's that's totally it. He that was, stole it. Yeah. Then. So, like you say, that was under investigation. Here is an exact quote from Spielberg. This is about the quote that Toby. he had to walk back later. Yeah. Toby mm. isn't a take charge sort of guy. Yep. If a question was asked and an answer was immediately mm-hmm. forthcoming, I'd jump in and say what we could do. Toby would not not agreement, and then that became the process of collaboration. And then he had to walk that quote back a few weeks oh. later and say because that he couldn't be happier to have had Toby on this movie, yeah. and Toby is a great genius and all this other stuff. And really, so here's the big thing that is also ties into this, is that Stephen was shooting E.T. at the exact same fucking time. But due to a clause in his directorial contract, he couldn't direct two movies at once. Yep. Which so, is where the issue was. This is mm-hmm. where this whole thing with bringing Toby Hooper in, yeah. who puts his name on it, but really, this is a fucking Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, it just screams that, oh, hey, Toby Hooper is just the guy to... He was a yes man. Well, and either a yes man or he was hired on by the studios and did not handle shit well. Which As could be a thing sometimes too. Sometimes happens with directors being given projects larger than because Stephen did want him, and Stephen wanted him because he did mm. like Texas Chainsaw. But this movie is nowhere near Texas Chainsaw it's is very gritty different. and like yeah. like harsh. And this movie is it's so fucking yeah. Spielberg crisp yeah. and clean. Like Joe Dante would have even been a better choice than Toby Hooper at this point. Yeah. Because Toby Hooper is like dark at at the time, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like as transgressive as like the human centipede was when it came that out. Yeah, like, it was rated X. It pushed like, fucking boundaries. It was not it released. Was, yeah, yeah, it was this indie horror film that like just terrified people yeah spielberg is like the hit maker with jaws and et like the family friendly stuff like poltergeist has like a very few scenes of like real legit like kind of texas chainsaw horror but otherwise like it's all about the family dynamic it it feels very much the amblin way like it is the 80s family dynamic children Mm -hmm. the children being more involved and yeah Yeah. man it's, I think there's a very good case to be made I, that I do Spielberg too. actually again, did direct it. If you've seen a lot of Spielberg flicks, like you can see those little mm. touches that he has in those camera moves, man. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, and I I like Toby Hooper. I, I do enjoy his work, but he doesn't the camera moves are very, very different. Mm-hmm. He does not do like as you kind of said, that long tracking sweeping shot. Toby Hooper's more edited. And it's more about framing more than camera movement. Yeah, Spielberg, exactly. Spielberg and Poltergeist is a lot of camera movement. And Spielberg is known is for his camera movement, whereas Toby, like, Texas Chainsaw yeah. is very static. It's almost documentary. documentary. Yeah. It, it feels more real and yeah. less cinematic. Spielberg likes to bring levity mm-hmm. through his camera. And you see it in Poltergeist, which, again, as you said, I think just adds, adds credence to this. 
What do you think, Brooks? Where do you fall on this? What do you think? I'm kind of with you guys. I mean, it's the camera work is definitely, definitely Spielberg. I, I see more of that than I do like Texas Chainsaw. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, just the, it's cleaner. Yes. Very clean. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's just the subject matter, too. Because, I mean, I mean, Texas Chainsaw, like, I don't think you can make a clean version of that movie, even no. if you wanted to. But this movie has parts where it could be a lot grittier. Do you think? Like, if they, it, like, for instance, when they were doing the doc- documentation of uh, the, the stuff house going and, on the house, yeah. that could have been grittier with the film grain look to oh, it. VHS cameras yeah. we've yeah. focused on maybe like I bet somebody But even even those whenever whenever they you yeah. know did footage of the ghosts coming back through I mean even that was that's clear why, and crisp. Yeah. That's why I kind of thought it was maybe Toby Hooper being given a big budget for the first time. He's he's finally given the chance to work on the big boy cameras and like actually make something that look same with the Danny Boyle He's shooting his movies on oh, such low res sure. digital shit. Like twenty eight days later, looks like it was shot in like the oldest fucking flip phone. It looks like garbage. It's, <laughs> it does. it's like it's really it, bad. But then he was given like a budget with twenty seven or one hundred twenty seven hours. Like not much later, or is it one hundred twenty seven hours? How long did the guy down there? Yeah, that, that's the movie yeah. with James. That sounds Franco. right. I was just like, is that is that correct number? Is that too many hours? Nope. Is that too few? Was it days? No, he'd be days. No, he'd be dead. Okay, no. Um, but like he, he, his visual style drastically improved when he was given a budget. Yeah, and like things to work with. So I think There's... maybe there might be some of that carrying over in Poltergeist. Like he's this is a this is a big studio picture when it came out. This, Absolutely. this was right, but. And at the same Life time, Force though, was not a blockbuster. Texas Chainsaw was not a blockbuster. This is a guy who is not known for like making spectacle big blockbuster movies at the same time though you would think though with with that bigger bigger budget he would still make some shots like, that would sure the Tony Hooper back. voice like every 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 director does like Sam Raimi yeah in Spider-Man 2 with the Doc Ock stuff yeah it's like a clear callback to his horror roots yeah oh, especially okay. that yeah well I mean, honestly I see that in the the face the face in the sure. mirror scene, I see a lot of Toby Hooper more than, and he might have had more, and that might have been more him involved at that. Although point those too. are Steven Spielberg's hands, that's true. They are. Yeah, so, uh, so that really calls attention. He was on set specifically mm-hmm. that day. Yep. Shit. Yeah. So, and and that effect is very similar to the the Ark of the Covenant, uh-huh. right? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Fair. Fair points. Let's all right. Let's talk about this then. So that's one controversy, but there are so many controversies. There also is a, a curse. There's a movie. curse. Yeah, uh, uh, a supposed curse. I do air quotes here. Do listeners. you know it pretty well to break it down, Kyle? Uh, well, so just apparently during filming and after filming, a lot of the cast and crew have had some bad things happen well, to them. There's a reason why. Oh, do you, do you, do I don't know the reason why. So the reason why, Brooks, yeah, is please. because. Um, some of the bodies oh are real most are real. Of, all of them in, yeah. the, in the pool scene are real they bodies actual yeah, they're actual bodies cadavers they were cheaper to get than fake bodies yes. which is insane 
Hollywood was the wild, wild west in the 80s. Still, yes, apparently. Well, I mean, yeah, there were those three people that died on the set of uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Yes. Yeah. And another, another and they, part of... And they kept that scene in the movie. Sure yeah. did, No did. less. Like, sure Deadpool did. just recently had a stunt woman die. And cut you know what out. they did? Cut it. Cut they cut it. it. And it looks like a real bad quick CG scene now because they had to change it. I think they, they took the scene out in Resident Evil in. as well, too. Somebody yeah. died in Resident Evil. No, but she got fucked she up. She got and lost really her arm. bad. Yeah. <gasps> Wait, which what? Huh? I don't know about this one. You haven't heard about it. It was a big. She, well, was it, was it Extinction? No, it was the last one. I can't, Whatever. I, yeah, I can't remember which There's one. So it is. Revelations or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's a, a kind of vague, dumb name. They, <laughs> they they changed the stunt on the stunt woman last day, and you know they promised her all these things like she'd be taken care of no matter what if things went wrong, and things went wrong, and she crashed, and she had to get her arm amputated. And she can't do stunt work anymore because she doesn't have yeah. a fucking arm. And so she sued. They reneged on everything and she had to sue them. And Oof. Yeah. It was, it was bad. But I think they cut that too from that movie. And it's like, dude, why why risk it? Man. Yeah. It's fucking Hollywood in 2019. Like, get your goddamn safety shit. You're fucking Resident Evil. You do everything in CG anyways. What are you doing, it's, assholes? It's the you know, same reason that for the longest time they, they wouldn't uh, insure Jackie Chan. Yeah, or several people. Or Tom Cruise Tom has Cruise a very tough issues. time. Uh-huh. Even, yeah, because he, he likes to do his own stunts as yep. well. Yeah. And he was, likes to do the most outlandish, uh-huh. he like, outlandish shit. Yep. I was thinking about that because, yeah, I'm not okay with those other scenes being included. I think it's kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. especially the Twilight Zone scene. That's is so up. weird. Yeah, especially because there's two kids that died, too. But, like, that's what it is. Like, I think that's way more morbid because they didn't know what they were into. Those kids don't have fucking any idea. Right. Tom Cruise, like, he breaks a fucking leg jumping off a building. Fine. He, he knows, knows what, what he's, he's into. Yeah. He yeah. wants that. Like, yeah. fine. Let him make his weird art. I'll watch it. That's cool. That, that kid shit's like, oh, that's rough. That's Isn't rough. Thing? Twilight Zone also produced by Steven Spielberg. And Joe Dante had a segment in there. And uh, that was... <laughs> Who's the better... Toby Hooper. And John Landis was the one that was directing that segment. And that pretty much American fucking Werewolf. ruined that, his yeah, career. Yeah, ruined his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, there was... I just had watched a documentary specifically about the Twilight Zone issue. And, like, what had happened. Like, the court case. Like, everything that had happened. And there was, um, there was like, some kind of director talking. I don't remember who it was. But he was like, yeah, we were there at the premiere for Planet Terror. Uh, the, the Grindhouse movie by sure. Robert Rodriguez. And there was a scene where they use the helicopter as a weapon and its blades are just decapitating tons of zombies. And he said John Landis was in the theater. And when that scene started playing, everybody in the theater just immediately turned and looked at him. And like that was just this is like a regular thing for him, like every day going forward in public, like he's not been able to shake it. And it's like. You kinda, I kind of get yeah, it. You deserve it, man. Yeah, because there's also been a lot of reports like he's a hothead director. He wanted everything done perfectly and he didn't care about certain precautions and was, you know, yeah. just two sheets mm-hmm. to the wind, whatever. I don't fucking care. We're going to get this shot get the, done. Get, get and, the goddamn yeah, thing done. I don't want to hear it's it. Rough. So, it's rough. So what other aspects of the poltergeist curse you guys are aware of so yeah the bodies uh the bodies bodies were used were real dead people Mm -hmm. um i do know that the oldest daughter was killed uh, like a week before the premiere of this movie yes Uh she was choked into unconsciousness by her boyfriend and basically brain dead by an ex-boyfriend ex-boyfriend yes Yes. Uh uh-huh and uh so she was actually 20 years old yeah 22 she was 22 by that time 
Because I know she was only 20 when they were filming the movie. Right. Because uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the rap, they had Which wine. makes the uh, construction worker scene during that movie a little bit less creepy. No, oh, I'm- yeah, that she's only 20 instead of the <laughs> teenage girl. Yeah. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I know that. I know that the little girl, Carol Ann, died like... Eight years later, it was after the Poltergeist third, after three. the third movie. Yeah, yeah. but uh-huh. she was involved in all three. Actually, she died like, during, the, during filming. the filming of the yeah. third one because uh-huh. they had to use uh, a stunt double for that. I know yep. uh, Craig T. Nelson's career died <laughs> until Incredibles, Hey-oh! and then yeah. Incredibles is like we're not going to do another one for fifteen years. Good luck. <laughs> but God, I love Craig T. Nelson. I'll take him in anything. He's great yeah. here. Yeah. He's, He's fantastic so good. here, man. <laughs> Coach, man. You know, Coach is a show I never watched growing up. I watched it a lot growing up. I w- yeah. yeah, I watched it a lot. It was one of those, it's like, it was always on because it was syndication, yeah. so I watched a lot of Coach and a lot of Major Dad. You watched that too? Yeah, I watched Major they, Dad. They played them together a yeah. lot. Uh, Wings. Was Y'all one. loved Wings too? Oh, Major Dad's coming back to me now. God damn, these, this is like the Bruce Demarest hour. Yeah. It absolutely yep. would be. Yeah. Absolutely, yep, I would remember be. this. <laughs> Coach and Major Dad would be huge Bruce Demarest hits. Uh-huh, yeah. For sure. I remember this, yeah. Uh yeah, so what else what other parts of the curse are there? I think that was about it. There's, really. There There's were a... four or five deaths. There's a few more, but many actors who were linked to all died kind of quickly or os- like very suspiciously. I think Zelda died too. Zelda right? died, uh-huh. Um, she died and then there was a there was one at least one man who died. I, I think remember. crew member there's some problems with crew too. Crew had a lot of mm-hmm. spooky things happening. Spoopy. Spoopy. Mm-hmm. Wait, all right, well, uh, real quick, let's break this down. Where, what is spoopy and where did spoopy come from? What is the etymology of this? Where, why do we decide spoopy is so a word? Spoopy is more of like a humorous spook. So yeah. like, say you're watching somebody stream a scary game and they get scared and that's funny. That's more spoopy. Hmm. So it's spooky, but it's also funny. I don't like know. when Kyle played Blair Witch. Uh-huh. Okay. So like the show Scare Tactics would be spoopy. Sure. That's got some spoops in it. Okay. You get, you so get, scary with funny. Yeah, generally. Is Army of Darkness a spoopy movie? I don't know. Is it ever really? Well, I guess the fucking the well scene creeped me out a lot as a kid. So there's that, some legitimate horror tension in that scene. Yeah, uh-huh. there's some spoopy parts. Uh, yeah, I'd say that for okay. sure. Yeah. All right, I'd give cool. it that. Cool, cool. Let's get back to Poltergeist. So, so people died. Yes, suspiciously from the curse. Were there any other controversies? I only knew about those. Not that I know of. Yeah, that's about it. That, that you know, the whole Toby Hooper, Steven Spielberg thing. Uh, Toby Hooper apparently being whacked out on drugs. That said, for for this, like, I, I mean, you hear this stuff nowadays and you hear about these issues and usually it results in movies that are not good. Yeah. Right? Like the Fantastic Four remake with Josh Trank, who is taken from an indie movie given like a huge budget and you just hear about all these issues like i think carrie fukunaga fukunaga or whatever uh the guy from true detective season one maniac and now i guess he's directing the james bond movie that's coming out soon apparently like there's a ton of reports like all he wants to do is smoke weed and play video games and is late to like the set okay he's not doing stuff so like you hear this stuff and you're like at best we're gonna get solo a Star Wars story, which is, like, completely fine, if not very unnecessary, whatever. Here's always At been, the worst, yeah. you get, you know, My rule on a movie is going to be shitty is when you start hearing about reshoots and then more reshoots. 
and Fan Forstick had that. Yeah. Justice League had that. Uh, that last movie you just mentioned had tons of it. No Mutants. No Mutants. Oh, that movie's one. never coming out. Phoenix. Oh, Dark Han Solo. Phoenix. Han Solo yeah, had Han Solo. tons of reshoots. Uh-huh. Dark Phoenix had them. Like, yeah. That's generally the the yeah. sign now that like, okay, I'm not. I'm. I'm away on this. I guess that's this. true. It's more the reshoots and that. I, that's true. Not always. My big point but, was Poltergeist yeah. somehow breaks that spell because well, I don't Spielberg. I, it, it is. It the Spielberg, is. baby. It, well, I don't know. Spielberg was also attached to AI, <clears throat> sure. artificial intelligence. I would say but that, that was is more not anywhere near as successful as that Poltergeist. That was a Kubrick thing, too, that he took on yeah. as like a passion project, which is also passion projects can get weird, as we've known. Like people don't That's they true. don't see the forest for the trees a lot with a passion project because uh, they just they want it to happen and yeah. everything else be damned. So. Message. <laughs> Thanks, Brooks. Very well timed. Hey, it's appropriate. But yeah, this movie definitely. All right, so I'm gonna go out on a limb. We all really fucking enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hadn't seen this movie like I said in probably 20 years, to be honest, and probably longer. Holy fuck, I really got into this thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and say it. Like this is like Final Destination. It's one of those movies where I rediscovered <clears> it. <throat> And, like, anytime it's on, I will watch this fucking movie. Like, I don't have cable anymore, but when I did, like, I would often stop and watch this when it was on TBS. I think it's it's Spielberg, man. It's just, it's a simple, simple idea encapsulated, like, it's perfectly. It, it's beautifully shot. I think the, the haunting aspects are all clever. They're visually interesting. They're fun. And also, like, when they need to be... Fucking horrifying. Yeah, and like the like lasting images of like shots. Like there are things that like long before the clown doll ever moves. Dude, the way it's framed is like they iconic and horrifying. Yeah. And, and it's I also great. forgot like this the clown thing doesn't happen until like the last ten minutes of this fucking movie. Yeah. Which was they crazy to me. Build it up. It's all about suspension. And, and I knew it was yeah. coming and I was like, Well, is it is it in this movie? Because we're almost at the fucking end here. Like, what the fuck is happening? And then I'm like, yeah. oh, here we go. That yeah. part, yeah. Part is fucking great. Uh-huh. Uh, I really like this opening scene with the drunk dad carrying beer on the BMX bike. And then the neighborhood shit kids fucking with him. Oh, yeah. It's great. Great little setup. Uh, it, it makes it feel more real. Yes. Also, also the, feud, the feud between... Because this is a thing that actually has happened before. The feud between Craig T. Nelson and the neighbor they with both, the remotes. They both have the same TV. Yeah. So the remotes the are so similar. The clickers they're over, they're change each other's channels. Yeah. And Craig T. Nelson and his boys are trying to watch football. Mm-hmm. Hey, my kids want to watch Mr. Rogers over here. I never got those old TVs had the shit on the fucking thing, too. You could just change it manually. Why didn't one of those assholes just give it up? Because it's the 80s and it's yeah. Reaganomics. It's all about stubborn. It. Yeah. yeah. They're all stubborn. It's like, assholes. it's like the big... <laughs> Box TVs, you know. Oh man, that uh-huh. I remember you those have, fucking things. and it doesn't fucking TVs, work. Yeah, and then you get another TV to set on top of that. I remember those days too. We had one uh-huh. of those as well. Yeah, a smaller yeah. TV, smaller, newer TV on top of the old wooden fucking yeah, hunk of junk because it's not good for anything else. <laughs> nope, and it's too expensive to haul off because yeah. that shit will explode. God damn, I remember those days. Mm-hmm. Fucking yeah, this movie sets up this suburban family life, and God, again. 
that's Spielberg. That's what mm-hmm. this fucking guy does. And that's how you know. Like oh, It's yeah. all about the relationships. The characters, long before anything They're spoopy real. starts happening. They're like, fucking established. You care about them. Yes. You understand them. Yeah. You can relate to them. Yeah. Oh my god, it's such a simple fucking formula. Also, I don't understand how Hollywood can't do that, this on the reg. Something that seems to slip my mind every time, because I saw this a lot on like cable television or something, and something that never seemed to have made it on there that I didn't realize until uh, a few years ago when I watched it as an adult and rented it or bought it. They're fucking smoking pot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. That's when I also caught when I revisited in, I was this like, in college. Right. I was like, I miss this completely as a like, kid. This could have been a stoner movie. I said that last night when we were watching this. I was like, oh shit, this would have fit in stoner movie September. Yeah. Yeah, it counts. It counts. Because they, they get trippy as shit during that scene, too. Uh-huh. She is very giggly. The She's wife. very giggly. Uh, and then I also love, it's so weird, man. Because the dad is smoking mad amounts of pot with her, and then he's reading a goddamn Ronald Reagan book. Yeah. And Nancy Reagan is famous for starting this fucked up war on drugs we're in right now. Exactly. The irony is not lost on me. <sighs> it was a weird thing to see, man, but... I get it. I get it. <laughs> it was a... Uh, man. Yeah, that was a wild thing. And then I love that Craig T. Nelson can't roll the joint. So he's like, here, you do this. And he gives it to her. And he's got this whole mess of, like, pot on the end of the bed. And it's... He just brushes it off. It's just such... Yeah. It's, and it's all these little perfect little character things. Tiny details. And then he does this whole diving skit feel- bit. And it feels real. Like, yep. they feel like an actual couple. There's chemistry there. Yeah. God damn it, man. Why is it so hard in 2019? They were nailing the shit in 82. Yeah. It's every movie I see... I just, I, I don't know, I could talk about all the movies I watch that are shit, because I see so many, but... I know, man. We see a lot of shit. It, it really is. It, it's, 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 it's so a very refreshing, basic, man. It's focus and care about your characters, because, like, I, we have not talked about the kids, but, like, even the kids, like, aren't irritating and grating. Which like, is, again, a thing that Spielberg, even now, you can't fucking do. Stranger the, Things is the closest, yep, and that's Stranger a Things big riff and, off on um, Spielberg. And the new It movies. You, true, 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 true. Those Which also, movies, I think people yeah. would say they feel like Spielberg movies in yeah. this section. But they it's also like, one of the things I do like is that all the actors and actors in that movie have chemistry mm-hmm. with each other. It's like, yeah, especially the kids. Good lord! Yes, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. so impressed. Yeah, if we're talking it specifically, yeah, much more than the adults did. Yeah, that is but I mean, sure. even even the adults weren't. Bad. No, no, not bad. At but all. They didn't have the but same. But they, yeah, they didn't nearly the have, have as much as like kids. But mm-hmm. that's because they're being kids too. These kids that's too, true. especially in this movie, they feel like real kids. Like it's not just these archetypes of the annoying little brother. Surely mm-hmm. the little brother is annoying yeah. at points, but it's not like that's his only thing, which you would have now. Yeah. And like the sister, the older sister, is annoyed with him for a little bit, but she's also you can tell that she cares about her younger brother, and she's. It's that great breakfast scene, man. It's yeah. just, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So much that gets you involved in these characters before weird shit happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, horror movies nowadays are so interested in like the the moral kills. The monsters like, or we're the set gore. Up, like, yeah. why this person's going to get killed Hey, this or guy's terrified. an asshole. Yeah. You're not going to miss him when he dies. Exactly, exactly. Which I've never understood, unless it is a Final Destination movie, like where it is literally like you're watching it because of the creativity of the kills. Sure. <laughs> in a movie, it seems antithetical to write characters 
that are assholes that are going to get killed off because they're assholes when you could like write Another, characters that you care prime, about prime and example. like build up tension because a prime you don't example of that is us had a good yeah, good example that yes. entire that entire family yeah, a bunch so of assholes. Likeable. Well, but yeah, they're assholes, but likable, and you you root for them. Yeah. You want them to survive. And a lot of modern. I met the uh, White family. Oh, oh, oh! Tim Heidecker. Yeah. Or wait, that, no, um, is it the other one? I don't is it Eric Wareheim? Eric Wareheim has the beard. Mm, no, it's, 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 it's the short the white, one. It's the white couple. Oh, that the short one's Tim, the right? Twins. Yeah. yeah, it's him. Yeah. Him and Elizabeth Moss yeah. are their white friends, and they are like the most obnoxious uh, oh, couple. I'm, ever. I'm, I like as soon as they as soon as they hit the beach, I was like, yeah, those guys are gone. Yes, yeah, yeah, they are. Awesome. But in fairness, yes. well, not to ruin anything, but us is pretty wide scale in who True. gets it. It's not just like they're getting it because they're bad, or like no. we're gonna make this an analogy for premarital sex so this person who had it gets the axe in this movie uh, well i mean because that's we're that sending was a all message. horror movies in the 90s and 80s at that point yeah this movie doesn't do that and that's no, what i'm no. saying i think yeah. horror movies work and they live and die if you give a shit about the characters absolutely They're every much movie more we've effective. talked about is yeah. that way the thing we care about the characters american werewolf we care about the fucking characters this one we care about the characters yeah this it's one is also simple. it's wild <laughs> Because, uh, Brooks, you mentioned this off mic last time because uh, you were just like, yeah, you know you know what the body count in this movie is? It's crazy because it's zero. Absolutely. I um, mean, if, if we don't count the already dead. Well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> but nobody in this movie dies. No. No. no and there's still no. a lot of fucking crazy tension and happening. And it's still scarier than shit. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of that's the mystery box aspect. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Carol Ann getting taken and then having no idea what the fuck is going on Man. for so long, I think really helps. And so much of attention. that is also tied to the fucking actress playing the mother, man, who is nailing this like piece of her that's missing. She's so fucking good. She's so like Craig T. Nelson, I really enjoy. Guy, great charisma. Like, he's so likable in this movie. I really dig him. That mom carries it acted the shit out of this movie yeah, i think yeah. she wins hands down over anybody in this movie she wins she she's fucking amazing i mean you could like you feel her loss yeah like absolutely throughout, throughout this movie and like when she hears caroline through the tv and like you can see like the joy in her yeah. face like she lights up it's craziness it is how well she nails this fucking role yeah and that's that's a good point. It's not just like the worried mom. Like she gets moments of joy and levity, like with the 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 marijuana smoking earlier. Mentioned. Yeah. Like she she gets a well rounded role. She's not just like the worrying mother waiting on the kid or to return. She gets a lot to do. Like when like when uh, you know part of the movie when Carol Ann's spirit essence whatever runs through her. Yeah. You know. Oh, she, she can smell her, and she's yeah. All... She really acts. I mean. You can it's believe so goddamn her. goddamn convincing, yeah. yes. And that, those moments, that's what feels very Spielberg. The, the taking the time to think about, like, if that were to happen, what would, what would you feel? It would be like the sense memories. It would be like, oh, I smell her and that, and like kind of delving into that. That mm-hmm. feels very Spielberg. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's also, I love, even though like, this movie is based around ghosts and spirits and there's mm. scary shit, but I love too, how much like wonder 
these characters have like at certain points because like not every time that the ghosts show up is scary they mm-hmm. they specify that you know a lot of these are just confused dead people the one you got to watch out for is the beast and that's the one that's like doing a lot of the bad shit for it's never really explained i think it goes deeper to it in the sequels yes they get real weird in the sequels. They, they go yeah, into the like sequels, Native American spirits and stuff. Uh, kind of. Yeah. I there's uh, also the weird father, much. like priest character. There, it's the preacher. Yeah. In the second one. Yeah. Who is by far, I think, probably one of the creepiest. He's characters. very creepy. Does nail that. Yeah. It's so. I mean, there's a uh, guard close where i work and he looks almost exactly like me it's <laughs> give you the heebies oh god uh, i keep i pray that he's not that he's not working at the gate at you know oh every time points. you go yeah it's like oh please don't be there please don't be there <laughs> he might tell me to come with me i'm like no <laughs> let's uh let's talk about something else here boys let's talk about a little company called industrial light and magic okay Mm-hmm. Who handled all of these special effects? Yeah, what do you I'm, think? They're pretty decent. I think they have a future. I, I, <laughs> I think I, especially yeah, for 1982, yeah. like they they're were doing good. some yeah. fucking crazy awesome yeah. stuff that really held up. Like mm-hmm. to the eye that we have now, like you can see when that's superimposed and green screen, and you kind of stuff. know some of the tricks, like when the tree eats the or. Yeah, when he's eating the kid, it was actually like reverse shot. Like yeah. they shot him being taken out. So you can see kind of like some things that don't quite feel natural. They, they look a little weird. But, but it, it kind of adds to it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of part of the charm of yeah, it. it. Honestly, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that scene with like the, the things coming down the stairs mm-hmm. is fucking beautiful. Like that is such an awesome shot and that it still holds up. And, and, uh, yeah. It holds up really well. It's very uh, Miyazaki, yeah. Like, like from Spirited Away, almost. And I really it's like how, like, just a quiet, beautiful little shot. I really love the aspect Spielberg. of like okay. it looks really weird. And it's all these flowing ribbons, and then when I watch it back on the monitors, you can see actual people. It's like these whole two different viewpoints. That was such a fucking cool thing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've not talked about it yet, but Close Encounters of the Third Kind does a lot of things very similar, which is why I really appreciate it. Because I think Steven Spielberg has... Hey, did you know that's another Steven Spielberg movie? Right? (laughs) I think he has a legit interest in this paranormal shit. I think he's got a future in this industry. I think he might. I think he might make a good one eventually. I don't know. Uh, But I think he's like Dan Aykroyd. I think he has a a deep-rooted serious interest in this because he stuff. wrote this movie too and i think you can yeah. tell because i think a lot of the stuff in this movie isn't i i think a lot of it maybe the science of it has changed but like the evp stuff like all that that was like what well, they were doing in the and 80s they, and like you know and one of the things that you also catch in conversation between the experts in this movie is they're trying to make sure that it's not a hoax yeah, too. They, yeah. well they, and a couple times they're they're calling bullshit they're like and that could be the daughter on like a CB radio. Mm-hmm. Just they're yeah. really they're they're trying to bullshit it out of here. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't believe this. And then when like they see some shit, they're like, "Man, I love that that fucking scene where they're they're telling him like all this shit like about the about the, the car Matchbox car that, that goes moved over seven like feet. a period of seven hours." And Craig T. Nelson just goes, "Huh, 
And then he and unlocks the, the door and door opens and, it. And, walks, all this shit. and he walks away, too. Yeah. He just opens the door and walks away. And oh. then they just check <laughs> that shit out. But nonchalant little just, huh, and shrug of the shoulders. There's is, there's the Hulk action figure oh. riding a horse. God damn yeah. it. God, I love that, man. That was so great. I think it's pretty dead on, too, from what people usually who deal with this kind of shit is. is like systematically just over time. Everybody wants it. They get yeah. used to it. And they're just like... Well, it's the fucking ghost going off again. Like, they just kind of accept it. And that's Craig T. Nelson in that scene to a fucking T. And later on, you see, you know, they're having the conversation with the head lady and the wife. The mom is just sitting there all calm. And she's, like, sitting there shake the... Oh, with the the coffee? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, like, she's used to this now. And it's, like, this is the most that they've ever seen. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it was funny... Again, great special effects. There were two that, like, <laughs> I picked up on immediately, though, and the chair and the stake were both of those. Oh, yeah. Because the they conveniently was, yeah. take place on tile, and I was like, oh, that's just hiding the track that that's on. And I noticed it, especially with the chair, because there's one chair leg that's on, like, a groove of the tile that they, yeah. they just use to pull. Uh, another funny aspect about that scene is that if there's a hard cut on the chair scene, no. because... Wait, what? So that, like, when they're showing the chair... Where they turn the camera and they come back and the chairs are there? No, no, no. When she's put... The chair gets pulled across the floor. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, There's a very hard, rough cut from that to where they're going to the neighbors to ask, like, if they've seen anything weird. Uh, And that's because at one point... uh, Carol Ann says, Mommy didn't make dinner. And Mommy's like, Well, it's okay. We'll just go to Pizza Hut. And then, like, Craig T. Nelson after that says... Oh, I hate Pizza Hut. But Pizza Hut apparently hated that. So they had, that's why there's a hard cut there to the neighbors and it looks very janky. Oh. Yeah. So when I watched this back, I thought my, I thought, cause, um, I have this on my Plexer. I thought I just had like a bad nope. file. That's exactly what like, happened. Oh, okay. Damn. Okay. It's a hard jump cut because yeah. Pizza Hut was very f- upset about that. Damn. So goddamn back, corporate America. Back when Pizza Hut had power. Yeah, not the power that China has now. Hey, yeah. Speaking of chairs, <laughs> all right, you're on chairs. That one scene where they have the camera on the table and they turn and they come back and that is one continuous shot. It's very awesome. It's they iconic. had people offhand just ready to go with like clusters of chairs and just did they were it super all like, quick, like glued together. Yeah, but yeah, it's a great, but great it fucking looks scene. so fucking good. That that's a Spielberg moment. It's. It's the attention to the camera work, man. It's yeah. This is why because it, it shocks man. us as the viewer too to like go back and be, what the fuck? Yeah, because it is this one continuous shot. There's no hard yep. edit, so you're still in the scene, and then things change. And it, yeah. man, it's so fucking good at doing that and capturing that. This is this is what I was thinking after we came out of uh, the three from hell. Yep. Um, why that movie didn't feel like it had a sense of tension or suspense because all of the quick cuts, the quick yep. editing. The longer you hold your shots, the more you're building up that tension and suspense. This is why things like the A24 movies are some of like the most dread-filled fucking experiences you'll find in theaters nowadays because they don't fucking cut. They don't edit overly. Like you have long shots that breathe. I think it's very well, it's Spielberg. They're, that's well, Spielberg they're also very art housey, and that's just well, that's what people too. do, and they want. Yeah. That's what people. I love a fucking good winner. Oh, God, yeah. And Spielberg's a king of them. It's amazing that you and I are such big fans of Wonders, and we have still not talked about Children of Men. 
Because that has That's some coming. of the greatest oneers of all time. I feel there was one too. Um, I want to say it was called Veronica. Maybe it was a lady's name. I want to say it was Veronica. Maybe two or three years ago, the entire movie was a oneer. Really? And it was about a bank heist, but you don't know the bank heist is coming to like forty minutes into it. Oh, but like it is fantastic. They shot the movie <laughs> three times. And they just chose the best of the three, oh. and that's what it is. Wow! And it's it's great. I it's I think it's Veronica, but like I will talk about Wonders all goddamn day. Spielberg's great. Scorsese's great at them. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón, oh fucking master. Alfonso Cuarón is maybe the king of the Wonder. Did he do Birdman? Yeah. Yes. No. Yes, he did. That's uh, Inaritu. Oh. Alejandro and Aritu. Yeah. Uh, Coron did Gravity oh, okay. and Roma. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Birdman. Got some great oneers in it. Same with, uh, what's the Leo one that followed it? The, uh, the Revenant? The Revenant. Yeah. Also had a fantastic oneer in it. Goddamn. Oneers are great. God, oneers give me boners. <laughs> <laughs> that is a new t shirt. <laughs> there we go. Oneers give me boners. Ah! Uh, two film buffs get, we'll get it. You know what? I really fucking dug. I really like the design of the beast, especially at the end, where yeah. he's blocking the door. Those big fucking arms. It's got the weird arms and like the weird sort of monkey legs and this crazy like hair and skull face. And I love that the mom and it's like so bright. Yes. It's like shining and ethereal. It's fantastic. It's and it's mostly practical, right? Like there's a little bit of digital touch up. Because it, it's like superimposed onto yeah. there. Yeah, but yeah. that is a practical puppet. It's all a yeah. puppet. Yeah. It's it's real superimposed. So it looks good. Uh, also looks also good. noting that the sound of the beast in that scene is also the same sound that they use for uh the dogs in Ghostbusters and Vigo in Ghostbusters 2. Yep. That oh, weird, that kind of weird snarl barking thing. snarl thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And it's also sort a of... a big 80s thing, apparently. That sound. I think it's like a distorted <sighs> lion is what yeah. I think it is. I yeah. would say we had that sound in the 2000s. It was just like the little kid with the deep voice going, talking like this. Oh, sure. Because like everybody used that same sound. Like that was the 80s yeah. dog snarl I, man, of our I generation. Sound design is such a huge thing, and when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it doesn't. This is but, this is also true. Yeah, I think everything works in this fucking movie, man. Uh, is there? Well, I guess we should. Uh, is there <coughs> anything that didn't work? Uh, uh, we've all been singing praises so here. The one scene that looks weird, like Kyle pointed out, the uh, stake and the uh, chair. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, you can tell with that. One of the things that kind of didn't work for me as much was the uh, scene where the guy's peeling off his face. Really? It does. Well, it, it, you can tell. You can tell it's like. There's a hard cut to the fake face. And yeah. then you, it's, it could have been better. It could have been better. But again, at the same time, it it's, wasn't as bad as the Terminator version of it where no, they're yes. peeling out. Arnold's eye, and you can clearly tell it's an Arnold and mask. This came out many in 1982. This was a lot more impactful than us rewatching it in 2019 True. with everything I would that we've seen. Say, even though you kind of can see the effect, 
it's still pretty fucking shocking because yeah. like nothing else in the movie comes close to this level of horror of somebody like just ripping and killing that their face that away. That scene especially is like on a lot of people's list of like scenes that fucked with them pretty hard. Okay, yeah. That's on my that's this is probably why this movie resonated with me so long and why I wanted to revisit it because I saw that scene and I always remembered peeling the fucking face away. What I love still too kind of, about that is that they specifically say like <sighs> uh, I'll be back He's going to stay with you. Marty is not coming back. Yeah. Because Marty's like, yo, fuck this place. Um, I peeled my face out. off. I am done with this. He also got fucking bit yeah. by the beast at some yeah. point. He got fucked with the most. Yeah. Poor Marty. Which is something that you hear about in there's these reports of these paranormal investigators. Like, they will focus on one person, apparently. Uh, either the weakest in there or whoever's most open to the universe sure. or whatever. Yeah. But I think that's interesting. That's another little detail. Um, When it comes to things that didn't work for me, really, yeah. man, I, I can't not think much. of anything. I, even to, like, nitpick? Yeah. Really, no. Like, it's crazy because my number one complaint in every movie we watch is, like, oh, they could have cut some time it's off. true. Yeah. And this movie is two hours, and it fucking well, clips along, man. Not a complaint, yeah. really, at all for me. Like, I think it... It was a two-hour movie, but it felt like an hour and a half. Yeah, I think it's it's a perfect ghost house ride. Yeah, like yeah. I think they give you enough scares and spoops every like five ten minutes or so. Like I it, love it's, it's a pretty good little. I really trickle. enjoy the false sense of security that even this professional person Zelda drops on us with. This house is clear, and everything goes back to normal. Fuck you! It's not normal. The big shit happens still at the end. Oh, God damn it, man. Beast has, Beast has one more card to play. Oh, man. So yep. good. And that, that card is that fucking clown. Fuck that clown. You know me and, and clowns, the, and you know me and dolls. And the big mouth tentacle thing. Which was awesome. Yeah. That was such a cool fucking segment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, really. Also, the mom climbing the ceiling. It's a cool shot. I mean, yeah. we, I, we... The tree is also good. The tree shot. The and tree, yeah. As much as it is, like, human bodies in that fucking pool, like... Yeah, that's this is I a mean, fucking good they, shot. <laughs> and, and the grave, the graves erupting out of the ground, jumping yeah. out everywhere, blowing through the fucking floor, and yeah, yeah. cool shit, man. This movie's so good. And then, I really like Craig T. Nelson confronting the boss, like, "You didn't move the graves, you just moved the headstones, didn't you? You son of a bitch." He knows, yeah. man. Yeah, I, that's that's the one thing I don't understand. But I guess it, again, it makes the movie smaller. Why the fuck is it not affecting everybody's house? Why is it centralized to their house? Well... But is it because they're the first that have lived there since Craig T. Nelson, like... poltergeist, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, haunts a a place, a location. Which is what they think it is, but it's really a haunting. Or the haunting is a location. A poltergeist Poltergeist haunts a person. So that's why it's only affecting them and not everybody else. And that is also explained more in the second movie as to why that happens. But apparently, you know, for purposes of the first movie, the ghosts are extremely attracted to Carol Ann. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why that they're the only ones affected. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Because she is. Man, that fucking they're here shit still creep me out to this day. What's crazy too Great is that delivery and everything. It's well shot. Yeah, this is yeah. a this is a time when like TV wasn't twenty four hours. Like yeah, 
Right. I, I distinctly remember, like, when I remember TV goes off, too. when TV goes off the air, playing the national anthem and shit. I remember this I shit. remember this, too. It's like, it's crazy. You know, you're too young. I'm too young. Totally remember yeah. this. And then all of a sudden, snow. Yep. It's like, okay. That snow or the test pattern with the beep. I yeah. remember that on other the, channels. The color bars. And then the... Yeah. yeah. Totally remember that. This was a thing that actually happened, though. It was crazy. Yeah. I, like, I, we would have channels that were down between, like, 4 and 5 a.m. or and that's, something. And that's these that earlier channels, which is what the 80s were. It's like those free over-the-air shits, like, 1 yeah. through 13. But they were down for longer periods of time. Like, they'd shut they, down, like, they, 8 like, or something. They'd shut down, or, like, maybe... At 2 in the morning, I 2 think? or 3 in the morning. Yeah. When would they open back up again? Like five, five or six. Five or six. Yeah. Okay. That depends right. depends, depends on the channel and the day. Yeah. Like so, they might run okay. later on the weekends. So it was, it was uh, wild stuff, but that was uh that was a real thing. That was a thing that happened. Yeah. Um. What a, I had one more thing I wanted to mention. God damn it. Uh, oh, the fucking ending. So they're at the hotel. I love they. Sh- Craig T. Nelson slams the door. And then he opens it again, pushes the TV out, and then slams the door. And that's how we end this fucking movie. Just to... God damn it. He's... I love it. It's, it's a dad that's just fucking over it. It's fucking tired. Also, as someone who has joke. traveled a lot in the 80s, uh, Holiday Inns did fucking look like that. Sure. I believe it. <laughs> My dad played a lot of softball tournaments all over the United States. Really? And I went with a few of them. All right. And that's... Yeah. They did. Cool. All right, man. So I guess we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. I think we're all very very favorable of this movie, but I want to know on a scale of one to five tennis balls coated in ectoplasm, <laughs> with five being the absolute highest rating for this movie. What would you rate this movie, Brooks? Um, you know I. I'm just going to throw this out here. It's solid five for me. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it it does a lot with it's menacing, it's threatening, and no one gets seriously harmed. But you don't get that feeling from this movie. Yeah, it's which is with what with given who the you know who the producer is, you know Spielberg and everything that. Is a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm going to jump in, and since this is your movie, I want you to take us out. So I'll give my rating first. But I did want to mention one thing I did notice. Did you notice who was EP on this movie? Little lady known as Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, that's right, because she often does Spielberg stuff. Well, yeah. and George Lucas. She's very tied into Lucas. True. She yeah. was a member of Lucasfilm. I think she was tied in with ILM at this point. So, yeah. yeah. Good job on this one, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, one bad Kathleen Kennedy movie does not negate like an entire. Solo's not history. that great either, right? Did you see it? I haven't. No. You haven't fucking seen it. No. It's actually uh, fun. Hey, she I was, actually watched it she was a part few of Rogue weeks one. ago. You don't I think like it's Rogue enjoyable. One. I thought. You don't like was, Rogue One. I don't, but everybody else fucking I really does. did like Rogue One a whole lot, man. Rogue One was really good. I yeah. fucking enjoyed so, the show. Like, of it. She did that. I should see Force Solo, I guess. That's, you, that's on me. You really ought to. That's on there's, me. There's some I, stupid the shit. Goddamn Last Jedi left a bad taste in my mouth. I know. Mouth. Solo yeah, will this, really this, wipe it out. This it's, does wipe it out. Really? Yes. Okay. And there's like... There's it like, is... X-Men Origins Wolverine so, stupid shit in there, and it's still really enjoyable. Okay. It, 
it's a fucking buddy heist movie. It is. Boys, Woody, Woody, Harrelson. It, Woody Harrelson does a great job. It's, and, it's a lot of fun. And the act, it's fun. And uh, was it Donald Glover? Donald Glover's a great Lando. He's a great Lando Calrissian. I think uh, Khaleesi, uh, Amelia Clark, yeah. is, is a very, very suitable kind of yeah, I like her a lot, bounce man. off for yeah. a Han Solo the, type. The cat it is really well cast mm-hmm. and not bad at all. Plus, there's a cameo in it that you probably don't want to miss. He already knows it. Uh, he spoils so, himself. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Come on, baby. It's, it's, it's I Darth Maul. I know when that baby got It does completely break the logic of yeah. the universe, that fucking character, because it's a fucking blue hologram, and the red lightsaber shows up, but everything else is blue. Why would only the red show up that one time for the lightsaber? Dog. It's because you didn't have faith in your audience that they were smart enough to pick out that it was him. D- you fucking dumb shits. Don't, don't question Studio. the Sith. The Sith only deal in absolutes. <laughs> and red. Uh, here's, here's my one question. I'm going to rate it. All right. Boys, <laughs> can, we, can we all go see this new Star Wars together? Which one? I don't one really that... want to watch it with you. Why? I feel like you are severely tainted going in. I'm not. And any joy that could be found, I'm like, very you're excited not going to find. Now we're back to JJ. Because JJ I... gave me Force Awakens, which a lot of people are also shit on. I fucking loved, man. I'm with you. I you loved are. Force Awakens. I, I loved it because it, while it did feel like a little bit of a rehash of the sure, original, they did. Who cares? but I love the new to. characters yeah, too. They, JJ, like, fucking, gets, I JJ wanna, gets characters like Steven Spielberg. I want to see more. Yes. I want to see more of Poe and Finn. That's yeah, because JJ Abrams. Yeah, he it was like the a characters. Fucking, his was, plots are messy yeah. sometimes, but his characters are always very good. Super yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. Stands because of those oh, fucking yeah. kids. Oh yeah. god, yeah, so, boys. I loved Super Eight. Let's go. All let's right. go. I I didn't want to go opening night. I'm reneging on that. Let's do it. <laughs> I knew I'll, you would. I'll go opening. I'll go opening night. Let's make let's make it a boys' date. I really okay. like this. All right. So here's my rating. It's gonna be a surprise. Actually, probably not because I fucking sucked this movie off for an hour. I give it a five two, man. Damn I it. think this fucking movie is awesome. I'm really hyped on it. I hadn't seen it in like 20 years, like I said. So that I don't think this is nostalgia. This yeah. movie fucking holds the hell up. Yeah. So that, that's where I'm at. Now, Ryan. What's that? Don't let our discussion here between oh. me and Kyle sway you at all. I'm not going to. This is 100% a 5 out of 5. Excellent. I was going to be awesome. going into it. Fucking I'm kind of pissy because now it feels like I'm unoriginal after coming after you two. No, I nah, don't think so. No, no. I mean, no, this yeah. is one of those movies that I don't think you... I mean... Again, you love it for your reasons. Yeah. You I picked really, it. I, dude, you again, picked it. So, I mean, you I clearly perfect, had... Yeah. I haven't you seen had, this movie, yeah. like I said, three times now in like 20 years. Yeah. And it's still fucking held up, man. That and says a whole lot. I honestly think the Spielberg aspect of this, the PG family stuff, like this is a good gateway horror movie for people. Yes. Yeah. If you have people who do not like horror movies or don't like ghost movies, show them this. This is a good True. entryway. And if they don't dig this, they're never going to dig it, whatever. But, like, this is, like this, is, yeah. this is good. As you know, you and I can be really harsh dicks on movies mm-hmm. for reasons. And, like, nah, man, I'm not. This movie all all fires on all cylinders. I think it really does. Yeah. Yeah, it's effective. It's, it's well shot. It's well acted. The character's good. The script's smart. It's, it's a fucking miracle that this movie... With as messy of a behind-the-scenes production as it had, came out as good as it did. It really, it really is. I, it five out of ten. Five out of ten. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> ten out of ten. Five, five out, out of five. Five. <laughs> five ectoplasm tennis balls out of five. 
Brooks, buddy. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're three out of four here on Brooks-tober. We got one more left. Yes, we do. And uh, apparently me and Ryan are going to squeeze it all in on Tuesday, and then hopefully we can record maybe Thursday. Okay, I'm not sure if I'll be able to complete the game, but no, I should be okay. able to get... We're absolutely not, It's so but don't worry. I'm going to... Uh, I've completed one playthrough, it's totally fine. Yeah. I, I can take lead on... About that uh, is. how long? Happen. 8 to 10 is the okay. normal playthrough. So okay. There's I mean, no way we're getting that far. No. Yeah. Um, but I do have one point I want to get to with you, if we can. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see. State, whatever. If we Is need to, okay? yeah, sure. It's okay. It's... Yeah, but I will, I will push through and get as far as I can. And I'm playing through it as a relative virgin to the Resident Evil series. Wow, period. okay. So Wait, is that for real? Uh, yes. I mean, I've, not, the... I've, not really, I've not really played a Resident Evil game. This is the Very third much. Resident Evil I've made Ryan play for this show. <laughs> so I enjoyed one. Yeah, Resident Evil Four. I think is a perfect game. Yeah, I love it. I, I think a little you, bit too escorty at times. It is. I think but, you will really enjoy two, man. I really do. Which one was four? That's the one with Leon and in Spain. Yeah, okay. with the El Gigantes and the. the is that head. is that the one with the? That was the first one that did the over the shoulder. And it was on GameCube. Was, yep. Okay. It was the, I might have dabbled with that one. Yeah. That's, that's and that's also generally regarded with. as the high point in the Resident Evil series. And it's okay. also the last one uh, Shinji Mikame was involved in. Mm. And then after yeah. that, he left Capcom, started Grasshopper, and that's that. Yeah. But that, that is considered the high watermark in the Resident Evil series. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got to play through that. You know, I've still got my Destiny 2 sure. kick to do. And then I picked up, uh, again, I haven't ever completed this game but i've been wanting to heavy rain very so. nice i liked heavy rain a lot of people should oh i like that one too i'm sorry yeah. i was thinking of beyond beyond two that souls. game sucks so bad so heavy rain um, is really fucking yeah. good though. yes yeah, yeah i uh-huh. well yeah so it's i kind of like that style of here's the thing david cage super pretentious yeah. so he, he kind of yeah. hits and misses with me and ryan yeah. Uh, I hear Detroit's very good. I though. hear that too, and I've I think I've got it. I, that, it that was, was on free. Uh, yeah, 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 I got it. free, and I've picked that up and as I've well. I have still yet to play it. I know it was free. That that tells you how bad Beyond Two Souls was. It yeah, really it, burned, it burned the fuck of me. And that had Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe, yeah. and I fucking. Yes, I'm, it did I'm, have I'm Dafoe. Playing, I'm playing that, and then I'm going to give um, Until Dawn another playthrough. Okay. Were you uh, a fan of that the first time through? The, uh, the Nerdy Thursday Boys just did an episode yes, on that. Yes, and I, I am uh, actually And our good friend good. Mike Lanham loves Until Dawn. I, I, I enjoyed it the first time I played through it. Uh, Ryan and I did not. Did not get well, that. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I listened to this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, was we like, were... I was like, well, you know, some people, it, it's I, fine. I like the idea. I just I wish sure it was not an interactive bad horror movie, yeah. but an interactive good yeah, horror I movie. Wish, I wish it would have been I, executed a little bit better. But yeah, yeah, I did like the take on the Wendigo on did this you? one. So. I did too, but that See, comes I so wished, late into it. And I wish that it, like your choices would have had an effect on the overall enemy instead of mm. a hard line into Wendigo. I get it for a story reason. like Oh, so kind of like Betrayal at House on the yeah. Hill. I wish it would have been anything. like you could have had the clown or yeah. the killer in the mask or the, the psycho doctor. I wish those would have been actual options instead of like yeah, just these needless uh, jump fucking, scares in the yeah. middle of his therapy sessions, and then oh, it's actually these things this mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird thing. But anyways, we're gonna shut the fuck up, guys. Also, before we go, 
No, we're just going to stop recording, but we're going to keep talking. I do. It's crazy. This episode won't come out on it, but it's a weird time because today is Ryan's actual birthday, everyone. Indeed, oh, we didn't it is. Do that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. I, I just want to tell you, you know, I do love you, buddy. Thank you. You know what? Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you. I've known you probably the least amount of time compared to Kyle, so. I, but honestly, I don't know. You met him first, I believe. You did meet did me I first. Did I meet you first? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Weird. I didn't know Kyle to probably after I married Laura. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think. I met, I met you after. No, no, because we were invited to the wedding and we'd hung out a couple times. Oh, You guys okay. were yeah. dating. Well, that's true. Yeah. If yeah. you were invited to the wedding, then for sure. For sure. I was the person that showed up in wrestling gear. To your it's the reception. Reception, yes. Yeah, I know. I remember because it was a bunch of fucking cavers and they're all talking about their goddamn lights. And then you're like... Hey man, you look like you're a wrestler. Do you know about like mankind? And we had like a fucking talk that then yeah. <laughs> devolved into comics and shit. It yeah. was great. Ryan, what we're trying to say is that we love you. Oh, and sorry. Totally yes. do. I'm we, trying we, to deflect. No, I'm, it's okay. Yeah, we're we're glad, that, like, we're like, glad you you're a part great. of our life, man. We Thank really you. are. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys are part of my life as well. Excellent, man. We really do love you a lot. It's it's kind of weird, but you're a great addition. And uh, I personally love you a whole lot. Well, thank I, you. I really like these weird-ass, stupid discussions we have about things that nobody else cares about. It's true. It's it's the highlight of my week every I, fucking week. I love having being part of this podcast uh, every month, every October. You and, know, more than October. Oh, but, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I believe I've pretty much sealed the deal on being the most... Oh, yeah, you're number one guest. Number one sure. guest, so... You have claimed the full month, and no <laughs> other guest has had... Yeah, you have a month named after you on our podcast. It's <laughs> called Brooktober, goddammit. This is true. So... We don't even I have had... our own fucking months. You do. It's true. Not even the sound engineer got that. No. He, he got booted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but no, happy birthday, Ryan. Happy uh, birthday. Thank you. I love you. Brooks loves you. I love you, Brooks. Thank you for fucking coming on. I love you guys. Uh, that's Which it. We're going to shut the fuck up. a lot of love. Yeah. That's because there's a lot of me to go around. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, uh, both of you, go fuck yourselves. There we go. I like that. Hi-yo! Spooky, scary skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. But I don't think we should. A spooky, scary skeleton shouts startling, shrilly screams. They'll sneak from there's a couple of girls and just won't leave you be. 